0: Hey guys, welcome to another episode of One Life. We are your hosts, Chris and Jenny Graby. Our mission in One Life is to inspire you to take risks, dream big, and to live your life on purpose. It's the summer. It's full swing here. Kids are out of school. It's crazy, it's hot, and we are having so much fun.
1: We sure are. We're so excited for today's episode. We have our good friend Katie Norris joining us.
0: So amazing. Yeah. There's been tears shed by the Grady family <laughs> over this episode through editing and listening and sharing and all that, so we cannot wait for you guys to hear this. The heart behind what Katie's doing, the mission she's doing with her company called Photolanthropy, is literally changing the world and yeah. changing people's lives. They provide hope, and man, what better thing to provide than hope for the lives of others? Yeah.
1: Like Chris said, Katie is the founder of Photolanthropy, which is a nonprofit film organization that tells stories of hope. People who are overcoming incredible odds. And today you're gonna hear the incredible story of how
2: she brought her dream to life. I remember just saying, can we pray about this idea? I just can't get it off my mind. And soon enough, I get a phone call from a mother and she's just bawling. Um, She could barely get out the words. And she just said, you don't know me, but someone called and told me that you could help me. And you know, my heart and my world just kind of stopped. I had no idea what she was about to tell me. And she said, my eight month old son has just been diagnosed with a brain tumor. And I'd love to see if you could come take portraits of him before he loses his beautiful hair. And um, it was one of those moments that I was streaming tears. And I just looked up and I'll never forget this moment. And I just looked at God and I said, I got it. Okay. You know, this is what you want for me. This is my calling.
0: Well, again, this summer has kicked off with a blast, and you will not be disappointed this episode. Get your
1: tissues ready. (laughs) Get
0: your tissues ready. Get your
1: tissues ready, grab your cup of coffee, and pull up a seat. It's a great
0: one. Here's Katie. Well, guys, welcome again to the One Life Podcast. We are excited today to have a conversation with Katie Norris. Thank you so much for coming on. We are so inspired by your story, through what you're doing with Photolanthropy. Thank you, thank you for being here today.
2: Oh, well, it is an honor to be here. So thank you guys for what you're doing and the way that you're just spreading such a great message. I'm, I'm really thankful to be a part of it today.
1: Awesome. Well, for our listeners who don't know you yet, would you just take a minute and tell us a little bit more about yourself, who you are, and what you do?
2: Sure. Well, um, well, first of all, I'm a wife to my husband, Reese, and we're about to celebrate 10 years of marriage, which we're excited about. And oh, that's, that's awesome. awesome. Yes, it goes by fast. And, um, yeah my favorite role in life right now is I'm a mother um, to a two year old girl named Rose. And we had a very long battle with infertility to get to her. And so she is just such a miracle in our lives. And I'm just really cherishing that time with her and um, I'm also the founder of a nonprofit film organization called Photolanthropy, um, which has led to an incredible journey of actually becoming a film producer for our documentaries, Travis's Soldier Story, The Luckiest Man, and now one that we're working on called Seven Yards. And I'm also the founder of a product line called The Photo Strap, which is a giving-based brand made up of leather camera straps. And actually, that brand of camera straps helps to support a lot of the work that we do at Photolanthropy.
0: That is awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. You're you're a busy lady. You are a
1: woman of (laughs) many talents. That's awesome.
0: (laughs) That is so good.
2: Life is full, that is for sure, and every day is different, but I, I wouldn't change that for the world. That's
0: yeah. awesome. Well, you know, Jenny and I, we had the opportunity and kind of honor to be at uh, this gala a couple months ago and, and learn more about your story and what your organization's doing. And so dive a little bit more into kind of the photolanthropy story. What, how did this happen? What sparked this thing? What was the original dream behind it?
1: And kind of explain for our listeners a little bit more what exactly photolanthropy is and
2: what you guys do. Sure. So, and you're doing such a great job saying photolanthropy. Sometimes that can be hard. <laughs> and,
0: oh, that um, night before I got up to talk on the mic, I was like, "Say it again, photolanthropy." Photol- <laughs> Make phot- sure phot- you get yeah. it
2: right. Yeah. Oh, and Jenny, I hope you get to brag on um, Chris's prayer at the gala. It was very meaningful to us, and I hope oh. today we get to talk about your concept of hope dealers. It, it really touched me. And, oh, that's um, great. And it just gave us so much inspiration. And, you know, photolanthropy, you know, what our mission is, is to celebrate stories of hope of those who have defied great odds. And we get to work with incredible people. And our main goal is just to be a source of hope of positive content. I think in the world that we live in right now, uh, we're just craving good stories. And we want those for our families and in our lives. And I'm a firm believer that we all learn um, so much from each other's stories. And that's kind of where the heart of this began. And our story and how we got started is a little unique. And I'm excited to share that with you today. Back in 2011, I had been working at my own professional photography business and got to work with a lot of commercial clients and families and things like that and loved it so much. But it was really important to me that I made sure that my passion was intact. When you become a photographer, you're most likely getting to work as your passion. And I never wanted to feel burnout um, because I cherished the love of photography so much. And my husband encouraged me. He said, Katie, why don't you look at some nonprofits to get involved with? You know, maybe that could be a great outlet and you can make sure you're just going to just for the art of photography and loving on people and I'll never forget where I was. I was in my office and looking at nonprofits. And there's so many wonderful ones. But I just got this very strong tapping and this idea, this spark. What if I started my own? Um, I just wasn't finding the stories of um, hope and inspiration that I wanted to document. And I also just had a, just a desire to also bring film into that nonprofit. And he came home and asked me, you know, what did you sign up for? Probably (laughs) expecting me to just, you know, say one. And he looked at me and I just looked at him and I said, I think I want to start my own. And just looked (laughs) at him in the eye and, you know, just here I am. I think I was maybe 25 years old just a girl living in Texas, you know, with nothing but a love for stories and stories of hope. And he looked at me and it was such a a moment in my life because he could have said something else or not believed in me. But he just looked at me and said, that's awesome. Let's do it.
1: Oh, and right. um,
2: just to have that belief from the person that I know knows me the best mm-hmm. was all I needed. And I'm so grateful for him for that. And you know, just as anyone, I think, has a calling in their life, it's a journey to be able to respond to that calling and know, is this for me? Am I worthy? Can I do this? Mm-hmm. And what I love about the start of photoanthropy is that I actually got a phone call that clarified any of those doubts. And um, my husband and I, I remember just saying, can we pray about this idea? You know, I just can't get it off my mind. And soon enough, I get a phone call from a mother and she's just bawling. Um, she could barely get out the words. And she just said, hi, my name is Kara. You don't know me, but someone called and told me that you could help me. Mm. And, you know, my heart and my world just kind of stopped. I had no idea what she was about to tell me. And she said, my eight month old son has just been diagnosed with a brain tumor." And I'd love to see if you could come take portraits of him before he loses his beautiful hair. And, um, you know, I, it was one of those moments that I was streaming tears and I just looked up and I'll never forget this moment. And I just looked at God and I said, I got it. Okay. You know, this is what you want for me. This is my calling. And, um, I was able just to tell her, yes, and this is what we'd like to do for you. And we'd had the idea of photoanthropy. I just needed the courage to start. And she and her son, James, were the reason we got started. We went out and filmed. We got portraits of James, which were some of the last portraits of him smiling. And we built a website, a logo, all of it within days so that we could honor this little boy's life. And, um, he, tragically did pass away a few weeks later, but her and I have a special relationship. And she'll tell me, you know, because of that video, we felt prayers and comfort from all over the world. And that meant so much because you just don't know what to do for people when they're facing such hard times. And to be able to capture those last moments with her and James, I was so honored to get to be a part of it. And um, and now, you know, I wasn't a mother at the time. And I can't even breathe thinking about being in that situation. And I'm just so glad that that God called us so that we could have something to give to her that would last a lifetime. And so that is how photolanthropy began. And um, it has been an incredible journey that has transformed these past seven years. And now we're getting to bring stories to even a bigger stage with Full documentaries. But just as stories like Kara's, we go in, we love on families, we donate portrait sessions and short films. And um, try to give them a platform to share their incredible story. Oh, that's
1: incredible, Katie.
0: Oh my! So I've never cried before. <laughs> <laughs> On God, one of our podcasts. Chris is over
1: here bawling. Over here it's in the fetal like- position
0: in the corner, like Gosh. why?
1: I mean, as as parent, you know, just like you said. I mean, we have five kids, and the thought of. Mm -hmm. facing something like that. And what a beautiful gift God's given you to give to people who are facing this. I mean, what an incredible, incredible thing.
2: Thank you. And we, um, we love on people during some of the biggest storms of their lives. And usually it's ones that weren't in the forecast and just being able to go have compassion and Love on them, but being able to always have that legacy of either where they were in that storm and they overcame, yeah. or where they were and they always get to be remembered. And that's what's so incredible. I think of photography and film, and 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 that's what we're all about. And bringing these stories, you know, celebrating these people and who they are and what they faced and how they've chosen to go through the circumstances and their response
1: yeah that's amazing. So Katie along this journey I know there's been lessons you know you've been doing this you said for seven years right? Yes seven years so after seven years of doing this and seeing some success and some moments like that of confirmation God just confirming it along the, the way what are some lessons that you've learned looking back what are some of the greatest lessons you'd say that God's shown you through this process in this journey?
2: Sure. Um, That question, I could answer it in so many ways. I think as anyone that runs a nonprofit or a business or just in life itself, I never knew all that I would learn by saying yes to this call. And each story teaches us so much. I think the greatest gift of getting to serve in philanthropy is just the lessons of perspective, just as you guys are experiencing this mom's story, we're getting to do life with these families. And we've worked with loss. We've worked with families that have gone through infertility, soldiers that lost both arms and legs, a father diagnosed with ALS. And I'm so grateful because I feel like I've been able to get such a robust picture of life and how fragile it is and what a gift it is. And You know, I know we always hear live your life to the fullest. Life is a gift. Life is short. And I hate that sometimes we kind of think of those as cliche or we kind of brush them off. Because if you look at the faces of some of the stories that we've been able to work with, life is all over their face and their expression, and they're doing everything they can to live it to the fullest, even though they have an extraordinary adversity. So I think the gift of perspective has been something that I've I pray that I'll hold on to and that can define me in my life and help me to live better. One of the also the things that has really come to mind, even in the past years, is, you know, in, in John, it talks about how the thief comes to still kill and destroy. And I always have to remember that in my dreams and my visions and what I think God's calling me to do, because, you know, fear of provision or self-doubt can sometimes hinder us in doing what God's calling us to do. And that has been one of the lessons that I will fight every day, that I will have joy in my work and I will not let any of those fears hinder what we're doing. Also, finally, of course, just a lot of dependence. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm so grateful to have an incredible team that we could not do it without people. And the Lord has just taught me how to depend on Him, to trust him to get through these big visions of producing documentaries. And um, we're so grateful for that. So there's, there's a handful of lessons just right there, but there, there's been so many, but those have been the best
0: that I've learned from. That's awesome. I, I, I want to make sure that everybody kind of hears this piece in it, is that you from a young age weren't like, you know what, I want to create documentaries. You know, I want to create <laughs> films. I, I really want to go out there on a limb and ask for donations and all these other things. <laughs> And so kind of unpack that a little bit because you're ending up in a spot you never saw coming. And I think there's people out there going like, oh, I need the whole thing. I need the whole picture in front of me. Yeah. Unpack that just a little bit because you're somewhere that you never thought you'd ever be.
2: Exactly. And. And that's a great question. And I don't get asked that a lot. So I'm, I'm excited to share that. You know, I come from a, I'm the baby of four siblings, and I come from a very entrepreneurial family. Just uh, my brother has a company that sells professional bats. My sister is a writer. My brother's in the ministry. But what has been so incredible from a young age is that I had parents. That always believed in me and never told me that I couldn't do something if I didn't work hard. And that's been such a gift since from such a young age to have the freedom to dream and have the freedom to go on a creative route as well. I actually was always the girl with the camera on my hands. I, my room was just plastered with photos. But I actually went to college with a degree in interior design because I went to Baylor and I thought. If I'm going to get a degree, I better be able to have a job when I leave here. <laughs> and, um, right. So I learned a lot of great skills, a lot about business, organization, and things like that through interior design. But when my husband and I got married just a few years later, this is a true story, which I might not recommend to everybody, but we did survive. <laughs> uh, we went on our honeymoon. My husband was a corporate attorney here in Dallas working on... He had a a great career here, but we both knew we weren't living the life that God had called us to be in. And we were both in quote, great jobs, but we knew that there was something ahead. And this was such a turning point in our lives. So we, if you can believe it, came home from our honeymoon and both Quit our jobs. (laughs) And imagine, you know, he has a wonderful job as an attorney. I have a great job here as an interior designer. And we started over. And it was the scariest decision I ever made. I'll never forget. We both came home with our boxes. And, you know, of course, this idea was prayed over so much, but, um, we left our jobs in 2008, which means just a few weeks later, the economy <laughs> busted.
0: Right.
2: Uh-huh. And so not only did we leave our jobs, but we were walking into an economy that was in a lot of trouble. And so that was a really exciting part of the journey. And so I just got to work. I knew that people weren't going to be looking to hire designers. And so I got to go back to my passion and that was photography And I just started taking work wherever I could get it. I started my own LLC and I did photography, wedding coordinating, graphic design, anything that I could do to help support our family. And my husband went off and developed a startup company. And so it was so much work. We didn't have the funds for me to buy a professional camera. So we got creative and had a huge garage sale. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and uh, had family members donate. and I love telling that story because we just we really wanted to just kind of start from scratch and and that was such a victory to get that first camera and that first lens and experience the dependence of that time and to take that with us on the journey. and it, it certainly keeps you humble and and knows that only God would transform it. So if you would have told me what we were doing now at that time, I would have (laughs) laughed. And and so I was in my photography business. And then that's when I got called to do photolanthropy. Then because the economy was still in bad shape, I wanted to start a socially conscious brand that could help support our mission. And so we spent a year and developed a product line of uh, leather camera straps called the photo strap. And that was an incredible experience. And now we sell those um, in the United States and have retailers across the globe. And everyone that purchased that knows that they're supporting photolanthropy. So they all work together. But to kind of get to your question, Chris, of how I got to making documentaries and producing them, um, the answer would be a guy named Travis Mills. And in 2013, I came across a photo of Travis. And If anyone's listening right now, I encourage you to just type in TravisMills.org so you can see a picture of Travis. He is one of five quadruple amputees from the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan. And I saw a picture of him on Facebook, and I'll never forget it because here he was with no arms and legs with the biggest smile on his face. And I thought, who is this guy? And I just felt so led to give him a call and let them know who we are and he was so nice and said sure you know come on up I'd love to meet you let's do an interview and we just had the plan to go and do what we do do a short film that we can share online and share their story however here's a guy that gave everything that he could for our country for me for my family and I just fell in love with him and his family and thought what can we do we need to go above and beyond for this guy and that's when we realized we've got to make this a full documentary. And from that point on, things got really exciting and it took us on a journey we would have never expected. We got to work with an incredible filmmaker named John Link, who does all of our films now. And we went to Kickstarter and asked for 12000 whole dollars to make a full feature documentary. <laughs> and we said, we'll donate all of our time. And We'll do it, you know, just with a low budget because I have always struggled with that, asking for funds. And we went to Kickstarter and we raised more than we asked for and started building this incredible community and people that were so excited to get to honor someone like Travis, someone that fought for our country, someone who's got a wife that has learned to be a caregiver. And all of a sudden we start seeing this movement of um, veterans and gold star mothers and Patriot guard riders just reaching out in such excitement to get to share Travis's spirit. Um, his motto in life is to never give up, never quit. And he just touches everyone that he knows. And we had the goal of just having one incredible night in Dallas that we'd have a red carpet premiere. And my vision and dream was that people would get on their feet and give Travis Smills a standing ovation for his incredible life and his response to his adversity. And that night came over 500 people came out and Travis Mills got his first standing ovation. And it was the most beautiful moment I've ever witnessed, um, grown men and women bawling in the movie theater. Um, unlike anything I've experienced in a movie theater, you know, usually we just come in, come out and then start talking about dinner plans. And instead we were seeing, hearts just open and men and women weeping and celebrating Travis and our veterans. And we knew some incredible things were about to happen and just kind of went to bed that night thinking that was the most incredible night, Lord, thank you so much. And the next day, the phone started ringing off the hook and people just reached out from all over and said, we want to bring this film to Michigan. We want to bring it to San Diego. We know you're a nonprofit. Can we fly you guys out there so we can hear Travis Solder's story? And it started at a journey that year. We ended up getting to share it and screen it at the U.S. Capitol in front of our nation's leaders. And it was almost a fairy tale making of a documentary. And I think why it was that is because we invited people into that experience and everyone was just so excited to see such a an incredible life story be on the screen. And so um, that is how I got here today. And I'm so grateful for that picture of Travis Mills. It's amazing.
0: Yeah, no, yeah. it's so good. Seriously, I don't know if I ate my emotional Wheaties this morning or something. <laughs> quit painting (laughs) pictures man you're
1: making chris cry over here
2: you're a
0: storyteller that's for sure so speaking of stories so travis's story is on netflix now right
2: it is we're really grateful you know we toured that film across the country for about a year and a half and then decided um let's go ahead and and be able to bring that story to a big platform so even more can hear it so We're real thankful and it's on Netflix, iTunes and Amazon prime for anyone that wants to experience that. And it's crazy to think that was filmed five years ago. And, um, but we're really grateful that even more people are learning about it and he's gone off to begin an incredible motivational speaking career and has a book and and rumor has it maybe a a feature film is in the works for Travis. So we're so happy for him and able that we were able to, to help more people learn of his story.
1: Yeah. Such an incredible story. Such a great guy too. Just full of life and yeah. very fun.
0: <laughs> and he's got a Absolutely. great teammate in his wife. She's, yeah, she's, she's a amazing. true champ through the whole she
2: thing. She is. She is. And um, we've become dear friends with them because we've just did life together and really wanted to get to know their story. And they are, they're the real deal. They're incredible people. And and Chris, I, I laugh that you say you keep crying. Um, and <laughs> A lot of our tests before we even deliver our short films is, did anyone get tears? Because that's what we go for. It's we want months. people to have that experience and there's something so powerful to be moved by someone's yeah. life and, yes. and how they're living. So, yeah. um, so I'm glad. Yeah. Us, <laughs> I'm sure there's people listening yeah. that are having yeah, the same response. in their car,
0: carpool line,
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: you know, but you know, we always say like, Hey, try and do something in your life that, that brings you tears, right? Yeah. That brings you mm-hmm. just like that overwhelming emotion to go, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. And so yeah. I think often when you do the thing that brings you tears and it also inspires someone else to, to have tears themselves means you're definitely on the right track. So yep. that being said, let's talk about your latest project that's brought plenty of tears to <laughs> literally millions of people across America and across the world, uh, Seven Yards. Unpack it for us. What is it about? Uh, we want to hear all about it.
2: Oh, great. Well, I'm really excited to talk about this one. It's a film that we've been working on in pre-production for the past year. And Chris Norton, this film is about him. And he was in a football accident. Um, Seven years ago, he was playing freshman college football at a D3 school, just truly for the love of football and had a bad tackle and instantly was thrown to the ground and couldn't move. And they come to find out that he broke his C2 and C3. And a few hours later, he learned that he was only given a 3% chance to ever move again. Um, So here's this 18-year-old kid incredible guy has a incredible faith from day one that was instilled in him from his parents. And he knew he had a choice to either see hope or not in that 3%. And he chose very early on that he was not going to be defined by that 3% and he would overcome. And I came across his story and and many of you listening might've seen it a few years ago because four years later from that injury, It was a very difficult walk, but he walked across the graduation stage and received his college diploma. Mm. And I'll never forget watching that and streaming tears at my desk because I thought that was one of the most beautiful moments that I've ever seen in my life. Um, Just a guy that just gave everything and you could see his body shaking, his hand shaking, people on their feet, just cheering him on. And I said, that is some. I want to know the full story of what's happening here. And so I gave him a call and let him know who we are and what we do. And we stayed in touch. And soon enough, he was engaged to a beautiful girl named Emily. And they were making plans for their wedding. And we just knew that there was so much to unpack of their story that this would just be a a natural next step in our next feature documentary. Um, So many factors are considered when... Deciding to go on this journey because um, it is an intense journey. And Chris's story will hit on the themes of having a tragic injury, rehab, choosing joy, choosing a positive life. Foster care is also in their story, depression's in that story. And so I'm so thrilled to be able to bring the story to the big screen because I think no matter where you are in life, you're going to be able to find a way to connect. And I think the underlying message of this film will be, no matter what happens to you in life, there's always hope. Mm. And I think that's just such a message that we all need right now. So we are working really hard on this film. We've gone on four film trips already. Their lives are in Iowa and Florida. And so we've gone and really um, digested that story, done over 20 hours of extremely in-depth interviews and built the trailer, which is available now to see at our website at 7yardsfilm.com. And you can get a taste for what this film will look like. And where we are right now is we're continuing to raise funds. Uh, we rely on donations to create these films, which is an incredible thing so that anyone that supports it can be a part of this experience. And we hope to wrap up filming this end of this summer and then bring this film either late 2018 or in the beginning of 2019. It's so exciting.
1: It's amazing. And, you know, we had a similar experience sitting there in that theater where we got to watch the trailer. It's so beautifully done, so remarkable. And when those lights came on, there wasn't a dry eye around us. I mean... (laughs) it's incredible. So I know the film. I mean, that I wasn't me. crying.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've saved all my tears it's for today. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> geez. Oh man. It's so, so amazing. And your story and what you guys are doing. So how, how can people support, get involved, follow? I know you just mentioned a little bit of the website. Just, uh, there's going to be people listening going, okay, I have to give to this. Yeah. I have to share. I have to tell the world where can they get involved?
2: Sure. And What's so exciting is, you know, the film's called Seven Yards because Chris had the goal to walk seven yards down the aisle with his bride, and he actually achieved that goal three weeks ago. And anyone listening, you probably saw visuals or the story just kind of took over. The media it was really beautiful and today and CNN and everywhere. And so if if that story struck a chord with you, you saw him achieve his goal. And now you could help us achieve our goal, which is to bring his full in-depth story to the world so that we can all experience his powerful story of hope. And we've got a crowdfunding campaign to where if you donate as little as $25, your name will be listed in the credits of the film. So you will always be a part of that film and you can learn all about that opportunity at seven, the number seven yards film.com.
1: That's awesome. I
2: love it.
0: Well, you guys are hope dealers.
2: You're hope dealers, Katie. <laughs> oh, I, I love that statement you made. And, and I know there's so many people doing that and in, in many formats and we're just grateful to get to do that with, with our tools, which are cameras. And so I just loved that prayer you gave us, Chris, and it it meant so much. And connecting with you guys on that night, um, it was a wonderful thing. And we're so thankful.
1: Well, I love what you're doing. And I I hope what people are experiencing as they listen to your story, Katie, is what we experienced after hearing it, which is... Mm -hmm. Really, when you hear somebody doing what God's created them to do, and He's using it to bless others, it makes you want to do what He's put inside of you to do to bless others. I mean, we left that night just going, okay, what are we doing with our life? (laughs) We've We've got to get before God. We've got to listen to what He's called us to do because it is hope. What you just said, it just brings so much hope that that's what we're created to do. We're created to serve serve others and to give them hope. So Katie, what advice would you give someone listening who has a stirring to bring a dream of their own to life?
2: Sure. Um, That's a great question. I would first listen. I would just listen and listen and write it down. What is this vision? I think God sometimes comes through a pen and we'll just, Mm -hmm. as you're ideating and writing those thoughts down it he might bring that idea to you in a matter of minutes or it might be a few weeks months or years of time but really listen so that you can respond and i encourage you to have the faith to respond and i just think about that day if i would have just laughed at myself and and had doubt in myself that i would have missed this past incredible seven-year journey I would have never experienced any of it. And um, so I just would encourage you to listen and to respond. And or any decisions in my life, I know if I just cover them in prayer that I'll never look back and not have peace. Um, I think that is what can give me peace is, you know, I prayed about that. I know that I was consulting with God on that vision and he either directed me to it or he didn't. So I hope that can be encouraging okay. to others.
1: No, that's so good. Okay, I have one more question before we hit our lightning round. <laughs> but I was thinking about what you said about sitting on the beach with Reese on your honeymoon. <laughs> and think about the Katie and Reese back then. What is the difference? What would you say is are the biggest differences in your life now when you guys are doing what you talked about doing and dreamed about doing back then? What is the difference in your life and in who you've become? Mm.
2: You know, when you asked me to kind of unpack my story and how I got here, I had a, a strange and unique tapping in my whole life that God just would tell me, Katie, I'm preparing you for something big. And I had no idea what it was. And now I know what it was. And that's photoanthropy. But on our honeymoon, I have got to marry a man that kind of felt the same way. And we were both big dreamers. We were young, fired up, ready to go and seek God's will for our lives. And now when I look at us now, I would say that we're so grateful for the journey, but we were able to just build and build roots these past 10 years. We've learned so many lessons, had so many hardships just through changing your lives and starting your business and the realities that go through that. But I would just say that we've just developed a lot of wisdom and a lot of roots through the hard lessons and the hard seasons. And I also think that we're but such big dreamers that we've become very aware now that we have a little one to just really focus on the essentials and make go deeper and not go wider. And so we're really trying to know where we've been placed and just go deep there and not feel the pressure to do everything and all that we can just as we did when we were back at our honeymoon phase so um so I guess we've learned to just to go deeper in our life and in our work since
0: then no it's so, so great we we love you know when we connect with couples who are both dreamers it's <laughs> just always just so fun to hear yes. the journey because it's definitely filled with some amazing ups and some crazy downs yes. but uh especially those who trust in God and know that he's with them it's it's such always makes for a great story mm-hmm. so yes. All right. Well, we're going to close this thing out. We would like to ask three quick questions, rapid fire questions, and they go a little like this. Uh, what's a book that's changed your life? What's a habit that's changed your life? And what advice would you give to the younger Katie? So okay. what's a book that's changed your life?
2: Hands down. It was called Start Something That Matters by Blake Mikowski the owner of Tom's Shoes. Just a great read of someone who created an incredible brand, and it just gave me you know, being able to watch what these other companies did was able to give me the courage to to go start my own something that matters. So that would be my number one mm, pick. Love it. Love it. Okay. What's a habit that's changed your life? Waking up early. I have just learned that if I can rise early and get time with the Lord, time to myself, and just take a deep breath before our day starts with our little ones, I'm going to set myself up for a great day. Mm, Yeah, agreed. And an extra cup of coffee, which never hurts.
1: Yeah, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) Never hurts an extra cup. And what advice
2: would you give to the younger you? That's a great question. And I would tell the younger me to just always pursue peace, Mm -hmm. you know, in making such big decisions, always following peace. You know, that is always a guideline for me. I haven't always... Stayed true to that. And it, it's hurt because I haven't made a good decision. But if you follow peace in your business decisions and how you handle your relationships, I think I think you're going to do fairly well and be able to look back and, and know that you stayed on the path.
1: Oh, that's so great. I love that. Yeah. If, whoever's listening, if you need that, I know there's somebody. Follow the peace. And you're facing decisions, that's such great advice. Katie, thank you so much for coming on today. It's been such an honor to have you and to hear your story again and share it with people that are listening.
2: Oh, well, thank you so much. And thank you for everyone for listening and hope this was encouraging to you guys. And thank you for just what you're doing and bringing these stories to this platform. Thank
0: you. Absolutely. So we're going to link to all of the ways they can follow you and find you in the trailers and all that in our show notes. But, uh, Thanks for the tears. You know? Uh, <laughs> good. It's gonna be a good day. Absolutely. When I mean, you go take a nap or something. So. Yes. Anyway, Katie, you're awesome. Thanks again. We'll talk yes, to you soon. Thank you. And that, my friends, is Katie Norris. Yeah,
1: isn't she incredible? Gosh, Gosh what a great so story. So
0: inspiring.
1: It really is. Like I listen to that and it makes me want to go do some great things <laughs> for people around me, right? Oh, absolutely. So inspiring.
0: Absolutely. And so guys, thank you so much for listening. One of the things we wanna let you know is that we're gonna share all of the information in our show notes, and we're gonna include in there some of the trailers from the movies they've done, and the upcoming one, Seven Yards.
1: Yes, we actually just went ahead and did a full transcript of today's episode in the show notes instead of quotes because the stories that Katie shared were just incredible, so it's nice to read through it, and you can see all of the photos and the film trailer that Katie mentioned. It's really incredible.
0: Yeah guys again thank you for listening. We would encourage you to take a second, head over to Photolanthropy, look at what they're doing, see what they're all about. Mm-hmm. And if you have the opportunity and you're able to do it, give to them because you're really truly helping spread hope across so many people's lives let's get behind them y'all because they're doing some great stuff
1: yes absolutely this is what it's all about living your one life well absolutely and they're absolutely doing that so we want to support them wholeheartedly with this community
0: yep well guys thank you again as always it means so much to us when you take a second head over to itunes subscribe rate review and share this podcast with other people in your life who need a little bit of courage
1: And we're going to close out today's episode like we always do. Say it with us, say it loud, say it proud.
0: Remember, you only get one life. Live it well.